Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Central District Podcast. This is episode three. I'm Sam. Hey, I'm Nate, um, the owner. Well, depending on the day, I might be something else here at the shop. Uh, <laughs> that hat gets pretty varied over time. Right. It just depends on what we need for the day. Crash uh, test dummy. I'm your... <laughs> whatever you need. So... Uh, Last episode, episode two, we talked about some holiday stuff, what we did, but we also talked about a top 10 list, some of the best mountain bike inventions and whatever for the last decade. So we want to dive into that today right away. And that was one of the top, I don't know, everybody's list. That was one of the things that was definitely in the top five. I yeah, think, most of this those lists. item has was pretty much ubiquitously on everyone's list, and that's dropper posts. And I I mean, I think there's still some, I don't know if I want to call it resistance, there's some unknowns about dropper posts. Agreed. And we wanted to talk a little bit about that today, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, types and use and, and things like that. And, yeah. Um, so, it's, uh, let's talk about, I guess, if you want to jump in right into it, like, types of droppers. You know, there are a few options, there isn't just one. Uh, so I'm just going to kind of limit it to three. And these are the three big ones, electronic. Um, yeah, access really, took yeah. the, you know, that's, that's the new, this is the new, new. And so it's simply, it uses some sort of electronic actuation. Um, I think, I believe access is Bluetooth, right? It's yep. like a local Bluetooth yep. network. And, uh, and it uses that to raise and lower the dropper post. It sends a signal to actually, you know, raise and lower the dropper post. I mean, advantages are no cables, like zero cables or hoses to deal with. And for the weight conscious, probably the lightest mm-hmm. option out there on the market. Right. And because you're not pulling on a cable or pushing any fluid, there is zero resistance. It's like pushing a button on a a phone or whatever, Mm -hmm, you know, it's mm -hmm. just hit a button and the dropper moves and it's incredibly fast, you know, um, you know, it's pretty new. So we haven't seen a ton of it. I, you know, I've gotten the opportunity to jump on it. It's pretty crazy. So, you know, it's probably, and the most expensive option. Of course, you know, um, can't speak for what's going to happen in the future. Um, you know, the biggest one being the SRAM access is SRAM is, uh, you know, I mean, they're known for trickle down, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, again, you know, not saying any in industry insight or whatever, but there's a pretty good chance that we could see much more affordable options in the future. I bu- yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's super cool. Um, now another type that uh, gets, you know, I feel this type gets a lot of, resistance uh, a lot of hate from a lot of people but it's a uh, reverb uh, hydraulic post yeah. reverb being the most common if you've ever heard of uh, the rock shocks reverb post really one of the original like you know uh breakthrough dropper posts definitely lightweight mm-hmm. um you know the downside and it's like anything that there's a hydraulic line that's going from their lever back to the post uh-huh Similar to a hydraulic brake. Right. Think about your brakes. It's very similar in how it works. So, so. it will require bleeding and, and other mm-hmm. things that um, can be daunting to somebody that's not mechanically inclined right. to take care of. Right. You know, but it's it's definitely serviceable. You can definitely do it. And the new one, uh, I don't know if it had a name change, if it, it's like the V2. It's, it's called the Reverb, but if you get a Reverb, it's something to check out um, that the newer ones, they made it a lot easier to bleed. 
read. Um, and the difficulty with it and why I feel I, I've gotten so much pushback is unlike your brakes, your brakes are on the outside of your bike, right? You know, it's a lot easier to yeah. get to. The dropper post, and that's something we'll talk about, a lot of the newer ones are internally routed and it can be a little difficult to like bleed that system but the new one you can actually pop off your saddle at the kona demo uh wilson he's the kona demo driver on this side um there was a bike with a post issue and he was like hey have you ever have you seen this new reverb i hadn't seen it yet all he did was pop off the saddle hook up his bleed kit push fluid through and within within 10 minutes in the field remember he's doing this service from a van we had that dropper back and working. It was pretty incredible. Yeah. So, and the cool thing about the hydraulic ones are you can adjust speed settings um, because it's hydraulic and they're often very, very smooth. You know, that's kind of their... It's smooth. It's yeah. super smooth. That's their yeah. that's their big draw. And then final one, and the most common type of one that you'll encounter is a simple cable actuated one. You run a shift or brake cable, typically a shift cable, mm-hmm. down through your frame. All, a lot of bikes are internally routed these days. And uh, um, it hooks up to the bottom of the dropper. It pulls on a, on a little lever thing and... Tsh- dropper just drops out of the way it's the simplest system and it's often the most cost effective system and certainly um that's the 90 percent of the oem market on a on a new bike if it comes with a dropper is going to have that cable actuated mm-hmm. probably the transax yep which is the dropper Transax, the uh, yeah uh-huh. you, you wish it would die but it just won't yeah um uh, ks has a new one the yeah. rage uh they also had the, the they had a, a post called the lev yep. a while ago you know but yeah i mean all and it's reliable stuff now you know as dropper posts have become more commonplace I would say I've definitely seen an increase in reliability. First, yeah, and the other, even with their cable actuator, there's a hydraulic cartridge inside that you that you're actuating with the cable, so Uh they're rebuildable. All of them are rebuildable, serviceable. It's not a throwaway kind of component, right? Um, And inherently, anything that that has a, a stanchion that's running, you know. There's always going to be friction. There's things you have to do. Always make right. There's some service, but you know it's it's really it's not that bad. You know, uh, if you're if you're up, you know, if you're cleaning your bike, even cleaning your bike, right? Getting that dirt off of the seat post, so when that dropper drops down, you're not pushing mud and dirt and stuff in there. Like that's going to help the life of that of that part. I know we're using a seal lube. Um, some of the other stuff that we've you know you know that are out there. There's plenty of ways to get good longevity out of a draft there is you know so that should be like you know don't worry about oh it's it's more complicated or i need to worry about it a ton i mean personally i bought a reverb for my bike uh well it came with one and uh you know uh and people some people were encouraged me oh get rid of that thing you know get something mm-hmm. else i've had my re- uh, reverb for over a year you know i did one bleed on it and it's fine but I clean my bike. I clean my bike and I make sure it's working correctly. So, you know, um, but not too bad. Uh, I guess, you know, we can talk about the use of a dropper post. Like where and when would you use a dropper post? And Nate has a lot more experience with this than I do. Um, I've probably had four four years. I mean, I've used them before that, but really where I've had multiple bikes where all of them have a dropper post, Mm -hmm. I would say is about the four year point and i want to say one thing is usually we'll hear is like i don't need a dropper post and 
there's some truth to that. You also don't need a mountain bike. Right. Um, you could just walk out into the woods. Yeah. But um, what gets overlooked is frame geometries changed a lot. And seat tube angles have gotten much steeper for better climbing. And the um, saddle, that relationship to the handlebar, the re, all that has changed over the years. And it's partially due to the invention of dropper yeah. poles. Because we couldn't, if the seat tube was that steep before dropper post existed, we couldn't get off the back of our bikes if we needed to, to, to get the weight balance right, to get our weight over the rear, especially on descending. Um, but it would have been too awkward to get back on the seat. Like dropper posts have allowed manufacturers to, you know, you know, kind of come into this modern geometry and make bikes that are so much, you know, more fun to ride. Yeah, and it, mm-hmm. and really what it's intending to do is not necessarily get you off the back of the saddle. Mm-hmm. It's so that you can drop the, the saddle, get away from it, and then stand straight up. Yes. Even weight distribution on your bike, mm-hmm. better traction, better performance, better everything. Everything. So with that in mind... Often it, it, the misnomer is, well, I don't race downhill. Why would I need a dropper? Well, if you're only using a dropper on the downhill, you're not getting full use out of your dropper. Yes. Um, and for sure, when you get into rowdy terrain, um, you know, if you're riding in a bike park or you're riding uh, Marquette, yep. places, you know, that have newer style trails, more mm. aggressive, yep. um, dropper post is really... something you're going to be using a lot Mm -hmm. and so you will use it on a downhill but what gets lost in in the thought process is um you unlearn how to ride a little bit and you can start to use the dropper in a turn in the turn you can go in unbelievably hot into a turn hit the dropper lower your center of gravity lean the bike in like you lean your bike over you let those tires do their work you let you and your weight is so low you know close to that bottom bracket that it just catapults you and you know in this case on a full suspension Mm -hmm. bike you kind of uh compress your suspension a little Mm -hmm. bit you get to the apex of the turn and as you start to come out of it the suspension rebounds gonna rebound yeah it kicks Mm -hmm. you out of the turn you hit the dropper and you're off off and gone Gone. Um, so I think that's really an overlooked use of it. And where where we start to see, like, you know, it was well embraced by enduro riders and, Free, and trail freestyle, riders, freestyling, yeah, you know. Yeah, but now yeah. you're seeing cross-country racers, especially in, like, World Cup racing, Guess even on a hardtail, mm-hmm. because the courses are getting more technical, mm-hmm. using dropper posts. Using dropper posts. Um, and it's just become... A much more it's part of that arsenal that you can have add some firepower to your bike if you will mm-hmm. um but if you're riding a little older bike and um you know some of the benefit may not be there it's really much more um if you've bought a bike in the last say five years four years mm-hmm. where the geometries have now changed significantly mm-hmm. um and you're probably taking your bike fit and throwing it out the window at this point, too, if you had a previous bike fit, because mm-hmm. it no longer applies to modern mountain bike geometry. Mm-hmm. But that dropper will save you. It'll save energy. It'll save effort. It will yeah. just, your ride will be much more enjoyable 
and you will go fast. You will go faster. You will go faster, and you'll probably have more fun. Again, the sort of a misnomer. It is more weight than a rigid pose. Like, I mean, you put them on a scale. Yeah, it weighs more. But if you can – racing for, for you know, uh, the, the racer out there – you know, weight does matter for sure, but seconds matter more. Like, that's what's going to win you the race. And if you can shave tenths of a second off of a turn that you can just come into a little bit hotter, stay off your brakes, mm-hmm. you know, and just like that is what's going to win the race. That's why we see like World Cup racers, whether they have a full suspension bike or not, a lot of them have droppers because they can shed, you know, that, that extra little bit of weight. You know, they're going to pedal that just around, and then on the corners, they are going to shred, you know, and that's what's going to matter. And part of it, you know, with a dropper, you don't have to drop all the way. You Mm -hmm. can do incremental drop. It's just an inch or something like that. And it just maybe in in a technical or a a situation where maybe you're doing some ledge riding or you're doing something with exposure, and you just want to be you're not so worried about getting a full leg extension as you are lowering your center of gravity just a tad Mm -hmm. um, for safety or just to be able to kind of navigate through something. Mm -hmm. um, And you can just lower that your center of gravity on the bike just enough that you feel a little bit more in control. Um, And so that would be the other thing with, you know, using the droppers, you don't have to drop it all the way. It can just be a slight half inch, inch, Mm -hmm. you know, hit the lever and go. You're right back up to full leg extension when you get into the in back into the flats or and that. Yeah. Um, and in West Michigan, it's always been felt that we don't have like the um, rugged terrain, but I w- we are getting more and more um, forward thinking trail building, mm-hmm. and that is going to bring more use of a dropper yeah. front and center. Yeah, agreed. Um, any more thoughts on that, Sam? Not no, not really. I mean, I I think if you if you're a rider who hasn't tried one, try one definitely. Um, if you're a rider who's tried one and didn't like it, I would say try it again and use it more often. I guess that's when when we go out on group rides. This will be my final thought. When we go out on group rides, and you know, sometimes we'll demo bikes to to customers and things like that. We're telling them, like, here's a dropper. You know, check it out. And there's there's we get quite a few people that aren't familiar with that. They've never had it or very limited experience. And you know, if I'm like sweeping, meaning I'm riding in the back, you know, making sure everyone's okay. And the couple riders in front of me, I'll even call out like, okay, this is a section where you might want to like hit that dropper, you know, mm-hmm. even if it's not a downhill, like hit that dropper and like rail this turn. And just to get, get people like it's, it's kind of a muscle memory thing, right? If you're not used to it, you might not use it as frequently, but once you, once you get some saddle time on and experience with it, you'll be hitting that dropper quite frequently. Um, agreed. Mm-hmm. You know, and part of it is mm-hmm. you just got to unlearn what you exactly what you know. So, uh, but we wanted to, uh, do a quick shout out, uh, to Fatback Bikes, Shane, uh, he sent us over some Corvus coffee. Um, it's real good stuff. Uh, so we want to thank Shane over at Fatback. Thanks. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's good stuff. And Fatback, we are a dealer for them. They make some awesome, awesome bikes. Uh, got a Corvus behind us here. So they're, they're really nice. So check them out. Uh, come, come in to stop and ask us if you have any questions about them. Hey, thanks for your time, and um, we'll, we'll talk to you on the next podcast. Yep, we'll see you next episode.